through the mountain pass and curl your hair, make your nerves jump and your skin itch. On nights like that, every booze party ends up in Let's a fight. See. And meek little housewives feel the edge of a carving knife and study their husbands' necks. Anything can happen. Damn, on this old timey radio is like dead. hard as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like I, I've listened to I it for real sometimes. It's all on archive.org. It's free. It's yeah. easy. Um, so let's see. So First I opened the door show. and closed it from the outside and locked it without to get a beer before I went up to my apartment. Uh, fill her up again, Mr. Marlin. Marlo. Marlo. Marlin is a fish. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey. There you go, Buck. She just lets me What you expect in this business? Autograph hounds? Uh, Be right with you, sport. I gotta draw this man a beer. Crowd loud, these stumble bumps have come in here. We got another customer back. Hey, bud. All right. Um, I'm nervous, man. Tall, I shouldn't be, because you just told me not to be nervous. I am. <laughs> Let's see. Nobody like cats, Ben. Ah, it's straight scotch, fast. Left my engine running out there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, fuck it. We're just going to do it. This slick-looking, sarcastic guy stepped All up right, to the bar and drank his scotch whole. Then he turned to go out. And he stopped. The drunk was grinning at him. Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I am broadcasting here today from sunny Hamtramck, Michigan, with none other than fan favorite, former pod king, twice elected, Ian Dixon. How Greetings. You How you doing, Ian? I'm doing well. Doing well. I'm doing pretty well too. I'm on like my like I'm on a sobriety streak. Mm -hmm. I haven't had a drink in like a week. I'm drinking. I'm like addicted now to caffeine. So <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I switched addictions. Nice. And they say caffeine is a better addiction to have. I mean, it's. Uh, I think the the withdrawal symptoms are come quicker and. Well, not more severe than alcohol. Alcohol can kill you, but uh, I didn't realize there were withdrawal <laughs> symptoms. <laughs> yeah, I'm over if I don't cliff. have a coffee in the morning, I get like a nasty headache by like two p.m. and okay. just like am useless. Even if I drink some later in the day, like nah. So that's what's in store for me is yeah. Oh Jesus! So you got to stick with the caffeine, and, like keep keep going. Well, keeping it going. I got it. I got a little bit of uh, Urban Mate right here. That's a nice Argentinian hyper-caffeinated drink. And the reason why I'm on this caffeine is because I need to be buzzed today. Yeah. You know, in some way. Buzzed, but capable of speaking. Mm. Because this is our first, count them, first time broadcasting live on twitch.tv is it still twitch.tv i don't even know someone chatted up in the comments we're not reading the comments but leave a message there it's just for our own air edition uh but this is our first live show remember when we did a live show for trauma fest in yeah. hamtramck that was like actually live with an audience and in yeah. person and some near injuries mm-hmm <laughs> You almost broke your coccyx. Yeah. You know, uh, here's the story. We had a little head made out of a melon and about 500 trash bags laid out on the stage because we wanted to respect the space, but we also wanted to destroy a melon. And I tried to destroy a melon, the melon with like a, maybe like a little stomp like that. And I'm a weak man. <laughs> <laughs> So it didn't really go, and uh, I just pretended it worked. And then Ian just like stood me aside, just just pulled me away, and he's like, "Let me take care of this." <laughs> and he jumped three feet into the air at least, and, and both feet down on the melon, which was already a little slippery from the little damage I'd done, and then all those trash bags, and then pounded right on the floor. Mm -hmm. The entire audience gasped out loud which was the loudest the audience was that day <laughs> and uh you know you ended up fine yeah it how, was fine how long were you sore after that it was a day a full okay a day of soreness but for the sake of entertainment yeah 
you know, for an audio podcast and about 17 people in the audience. You know, we could have 17 people out there right now watching us. Probably not. Uh, that guy was probably really hooked into Philip Marlowe. We play that before <laughs> live streams on ScottCast. Twitch.tv uh, twitch forward slash Scott, the ScottCast. Fuck if I know what it is. We'll, we'll insert something there. But we play a little, we play a little crime, old timey crime thing. So we hooked some listeners in and then we just take it away from them and then we start talking. And I imagine, I imagine that's a good thing. But anyways, we decided to do a live stream today and to go live to mark an occasion. Mm -hmm. And that occasion, ladies and gentlemen, is World B Day. That's correct. Yeah, fuck yeah, it's World B, World B Day. Yeah. That's enough B. But it's World B Day. And this is the day that the entire world at once, including you, including us, celebrates the bee and uh what's the other thing we celebrate the bee and then we recognize that they're all dead or something it's awareness it's like a cancer awareness day right but it's for bee awareness oh we should maybe stop killing the planet but we should maybe stop killing the planet and if not the planet at least start with not killing bees yeah you know uh apparently let's see i got some statistics here um uh, world Bee Day. All over the world, folks are celebrating bees, lauding bees, loving bees, marrying bees, being all they can be. Uh, six million hives existed in 1940 in America, and uh, today there's only 2.4 million. So that's a 60% reduction Damn. in bees in the bee population. Uh, and if you don't think bees are important, do you think bees are important? Yes. Okay, so you don't need to be educated, but maybe this asshole over here does. And uh, if you don't think bees are important, check this out. Action Jackson. Uh, 90% of wild plants and 75% of global crops depend on bee pollination. Straight up depend. 75% of global crops. It's like we're not even farming by ourselves. <laughs> it's, it's like we're just offloading our uh, food production to this little insect that we kind of swat away, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But we depend on them. Uh, to put it into perspective, uh, apparently, one out of every three mouthfuls of food that you eat mm-hmm. is bee produced. I believe that. So imagine like you're eating steak, right? You're like cutting into a big meaty chunk of steak. And you're like, mmm, that's good steak. And uh, you put a bit of that flesh in your mouth and you're like, mmm, that's good. You put another bit of that flesh in your mouth and then you're like, mmm, that's good. And that's what the cow did. That's what the cow died for. <laughs> <laughs> but the next third is bees mm-hmm. because the bees like they pollinate like wheat and corn and that whatever how ate some things right circle of life some things that bees fucked that's right <laughs> it's important to know that too that yeah. uh, that uh that bee fucking is basically what happens when a bee pollinates mm-hmm. uh, um, a flower and then another flower you know it's yeah. it, it's just spreading the seed of uh pollen which is which is basically just sex organs for flowers yeah, and uh, crops. So if we want to eat, we need to make sure that these plants that we're eating continue to fuck yeah, and continue to reproduce. And the only way they're going to do that is if uh, they use bees. And apparently, bee-pollinated food, by the way, if you're a business-minded kind of fella, is five times as valuable as non-bee-pollinated food. Yeah. So, like, if it's a crop that doesn't require bee pollination, like potatoes or something, mm-hmm. uh, it's cheap. It's dirt cheap. Yeah. It comes from the dirt, you know? But uh, if, if it requires bee pollination, that's money. That's money in the bank, guys. So if you want the economy to keep going, if you want your food to keep going, if you want all our plants to keep fucking, bees, bees are the answer, you know? World Bee Day, check it out, World Bee Day. We're a socially conscious podcast. I didn't even realize that until like we put a camera in front of us and I can't stop looking at myself. I'm a gorgeous man. (laughs) 
I put on sunglasses for this because uh, it's very bright in here, and it's bright and sunny Hamtramck. And uh, I like these. They're little gray aviators. Yeah. You know? I bet somewhere along the chain, the supply chain, bees were involved. That's likely. Right? If not in the glass, if not in the metal, then at least, like, in the human beings that were rotting this from from the materials. Like, A third of their diet is bee-dependent. That's right. That's right, you know? Yeah. Unless there's some weird bee-vegan, some vegan. <laughs> <laughs> We should start that movement. We should start the vegan movement. Yeah. Where uh, you only eat things that bees have no hand in producing. Mm-hmm. So that's like no meat. That's just like potatoes and uh, maybe crustaceans. Seafood, probably. Okay, so that's a pescatarian. Yeah. Well, I mean, if vegan is like vegan taken to a further extent where we're not eating plants pollinated by bees then it'd be like potatoes it'd be roots <laughs> okay <laughs> depends on where in the hierarchy of uh yeah. i'm not eating shit right yeah <laughs> it goes you know i don't have that kind of discipline i tried to go vegan um and i just couldn't do it yeah i i can't go through the ingredient list and like find like the butter sulfate or whatever and like decide that that's right on on i'll go vegetarian and then, like, opportunistic carnivore. Yeah. You know? But uh, if I'm purchasing it, I'll try to go vegetarian. If someone hands me a stick of meat and they're like, this is social, I'll eat the stick of meat. I don't care. Like, what's it going to do? It's already meat. It's already meat. It's already <laughs> it's already bought and paid for. It's I'm not going to insult the guy by putting down his stick of meat when he presents it to me. Yeah. That's a good clip. To, that's something to clip for you stretch Twitch streamers. If you if you let it go to waste, then that animal died for nothing. That's right. That's what they say, you know? So, there you go. I'm an opportunistic carnivore, just mm-hmm. like most things. My wife wouldn't like me saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, she's a classic vegan. Yeah. <laughs> she's vegan classic. She likes uh, all that kind of stuff. And she doesn't listen anyway. True. <laughs> So take that, Bronwyn. Yeah, we named you. <laughs> All right, so where are we going with this whole show? Um, so we're Scott, exercising Scott. Done with that. Okay, I thought I could do a little uh, BPSA, mm-hmm. you know, just in case you ever uh, see a B. Mm-hmm. Sounds really dramatic. Yeah, that's because you're seeing a bee and it's dying, right? Oh, shit. So we got to save all the bees we can. Yeah. And if you see a bee that's like on the ground, like, look, it's alive. It's Maybe it's a queen bee, right? Um, but it's like not moving. It's really lethargic. Odds are that that bee isn't dying. It's just really tired and it needs a little boost. Mm-hmm. So here's what you do, guys. What you do is you get a, a cup of a cup of water, and you get a cup of sugar, right? Mm-hmm. Equal parts. You mix it together, and you just pour it on the bee. Okay, I'm just kidding. You don't do that. <laughs> you put a small amount in a in a little cup. You mm-hmm. find the littlest cup you can, like a saucer, like a uh. maybe a saucer is too big, like a bottle cap. Okay, like uh, go get yourself a beer. Get yourself a Stroh's maybe or PBR, mm-hmm. you know, something in a glass bottle. Classic beer tastes better in a glass bottle. True, you know, just like mate tastes better in a gourd. That's what that is. It's a gourd, but beer a, tastes better in a glass bottle. A brown glass bottle. Get a brown glass bottle. Don't get a green one. If you get a green one, you're a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's gonna be see. skunky. The fuck? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get that. <laughs> Jeez, all the bees might as well die if you're drinking out of a green glass bottle. <laughs> so yeah, you just uh, do that. You feed them up, or if you you know you, you're you only have Heinekens available, um, pick it up and and put it on a flower, and that's how you save a bee life, mm. ladies and gentlemen. And we all know everyone likes that. Huh? What the fuck is going on? You know. So let's see. Um, what's coming up next, ladies and gentlemen? 
when you heard uh, your dumb fuck uh, just being played just now, you were listening to White Claw Gabe, and White Claw Gabe gave us inspiration for a segment on Scott Cast. Oh, actually, before I do that, we got a whole different segment. I just gloss right over. Oh fuck! Just a whole thing. So take that shot, Ian, because you're on deck. We're about to do a Scottcast beer review. Cleanse my palate with a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Cleanse your palate with straight up bourbon, please. <laughs> Here we go. A Scottcast beer review. Oh yeah. <clears throat> How was that bourbon, by the way? Was it good? You like that? it's good. It's yeah. I mean, you like, you like bullet bourbon? It does the job. It's got a very little cap too, so you could use that cap to save a beat. To save a beat. All right, but we've got a themed beer review coming yeah, up here. So I'm uh, sure right there. In honor of World Bee Day, we're drinking some Honey Lav. Honey Lav from Black Rocks Brewing in Marquette, Michigan. Look at that! It's almost local, but not exactly. It's a couple hours away. Local. If they pay taxes, it's in to the, the state. state. People, it's in the state. Yeah. So we all counts. Pay t- counts. Local enough. Um. But yeah, Honey Lav. So it's uh it's got a bee on there. It's an American wheat brewed with Michigan honey and a dash of lavender. You know, between the honey and the wheat, that's basically bee piss. That's what I'm saying. Right? It's a limited summertime release. Enjoy it under the sun or the moon or whatever. Get drunk. Is that what it says on there? No. <laughs> <laughs> it, it says under the sun or the moon. Uh Whatever, get drunk. <laughs> As always, unfiltered. Unfiltered, just like us. Yes. That's so. why we're already banned from Twitch. <laughs> so cheers, Scott Castigators. Cheers, Scott Castigators, and, and new new newcomers to the flock. Mm. I mean, that's a, a refreshing summertime brew. Mm. The, you know, the wheat ales are like pretty light generally. It's like a, Almost kind of citrusy, yeah. Summertime, like porch beer, very light. Um, that lavender really comes through. It's like a almost a tea like. So it's it's nice. It's a if you like flower, kind of uh, flavors, you know. If you like to drink flowers, if you're a fan of like gin or like light oh, right. light beers, then I, I do this like is a uh, highly recommended good summertime brew. And that. Ladies and gentlemen, has been a, a Scott Cast beer review. Check it out. I keep going with the same fucking. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just because like where my thumb is on the thing. Yeah. I got like seven different little trumpets. Yeah, it, feels in, it feels inappropriate. It was like it, it really, more dramatic than it needed to be. Way too dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> um. So now we're on to a new uh a, one of our favorite one of our favorite favorite. Um, topics, one of her favorite little segments. And this is a segment where uh, we decide if uh, an animal or or a person uh, who is doing something new um, is onto something good or or maybe they're just too stupid for their own good. And it's called Boss Talk Dumb Fuck. If you don't like it, you're a dumb fuck. This is Boss Talk. Don't fuck if you don't like it. We're visual. If you don't like it, don't like it. We have to dance now. Boss yeah. talk, don't fuck. Fuck me. Fuck yeah. Fuck baby. Fuck yeah. So, on boss talk, dumb fuck, we determine if someone's a boss talk, talking boss talk, or if someone's a dumb fuck. And uh, today, we're talking about uh, Vietnamese bees. The entire species. Yeah. Yeah. So, you might have heard about murder hornets, right? Uh, you hear about the proliferation of murder hornets all over the world. Yes, there, there are these bees that are like, like this, this, this fucking big, something like that. <laughs> you know, about two feet. You know, and um, they kill everything. They kill humans. They kill buffalo. Um, if they were alive during the dinosaurs, they'd kill the dinosaurs. Like, and then the asteroid would come, and they would kill the fucking asteroid too. These things. These things are brutal. And they and uh, apparently in Vietnam they've been attacking these bees. And what they do is they go into the hive, and and they crawl in and they kill everything. They kill the, they steal the larvae. They kill the other bees and everything. 
who who is they in this scenario? The the murder hornets. Murder hornets. Okay. Yeah, and we're talking about what the Vietnamese bees are doing to prevent this. Yes. So check this out, Axon Jackson. That's the second time I've said Action Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I try to switch things up, but Twitch is making me nervous. Um, what they do is they fly around, you know. Yeah. And then they and then they say to themselves, "Ooh, look at that." That is one big pile of shit. And they take animal shit, mm-hmm. or maybe human shit. Fuck, who could? Who knows? You know, they just care that it's shit, and they bring the shit, and they smear it all over the opening mm-hmm. of their hive. Yeah. So that when the murder hornets come, they they don't smell that sweet lavender inspired honey. They smell shit. <laughs> they turn around. Yeah. But, you know, this has consequences. What do you think what do you think that honey tastes like? Tastes like shit. Probably tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ian, what do you think? Are these Vietnamese bees going all this is busted or are they a dumb fuck, You're a dumb fuck. well it's a pretty nuanced situation um it sounds like they have a specific goal which is to uh dissuade the murder hornets from yeah. fucking their shit up yeah and it sounds like that's been effective it's an existential threat so Maybe this is like an existential like uh, solution. So from that perspective, it seems like boss talk. Oh, okay. This is boss talk. On the other hand, uh, like, what are what are these bees doing? What is their purpose? And it's like, you know, the hive and, and producing honey and. I mean, I don't know. I don't actually know what what bees' purpose is. <laughs> Just living, man. I mean, they. <laughs> What's our purpose? They're still, I imagine, like doing what they do in terms of like pollinating crops and like uh, producing honey, producing like the uh, royal jelly, right, to feed the. It's true. The future queens. It's true. Um, are the future queens going to be like just big pieces of shit? They're going to be shit queens. It's, I, I don't know. So I would need more information on like the impact of the shit on the hive. To determine if there was any any sort of dumb fuckery going on, you know that's a good point, and that's one of the things we do with Boss Talk Dumb Fuck is later on we're gonna follow up with this topic, and we're gonna say once and for all whether it was Boss Talk or Dumb Fuck, and the thing only th- like of course not getting murdered by murder hornets, you know that's Boss this Talk. Is boss Talk. <laughs> I mean, they found a solution, and that's crazy. Bees don't use tools, right? Mm-hmm. They're they they spit to create honey, and they use their hands. They're they're not known for using tools. So the fact that they the first tool they used was just a pile of shit, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is bravery. That is this is boss talk. That's boss talk, you know. Um, however, uh, bees work tirelessly. Mm-hmm. Every single every single species to feed the hive. It's hard work feeding the hive. And if you have like a new class of bee that's only purpose mm-hmm. is to walk around collecting shit to cover their hive with, I mean, look, can't you like find like a poisonous plant or something to, to kind of like cover the hive with, you know? Like develop a little bit of immunity, throw throw a few hundred bees at, a, <laughs> <laughs> at some poisonous plants until you develop some sort of new thing and new immunity and, and cover it with poisonous plants that's or something. How, that's how that works. I'm sure it's how it works. <laughs> it's an evolution, right? Yeah. You throw you throw just bodies at the wall <laughs> until some of them survive and then boom, you've got a new skill. Yeah. You know, it's a lot like The Sims. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say of all the things that these bees could have done mm-hmm to protect their hive and and to evolve in a new direction becoming shit bees mm, i don't know you know like uh if the murder hornet doesn't want to eat you anymore maybe it's because you're not worth eating (laughs) you know so i'm gonna land on uh, on that these bees you're a dumb fuck (laughs) you're a dumb fuck (laughs) (laughs) you know what what do you think Where, where are you going with it 
I'm leaning boss talk. Okay. This is boss talk. So, that's Ben. Uh, boss talk, dump fuck, everybody. Ooh. If you don't like it, you're a dump fuck. This is boss talk. Boss, boss talk, dump fuck. If you don't like it, <laughs> if you don't like it, don't like it. This is boss talk, dump fuck. Fuck me, fuck you. <laughs> oh right see this is this is going pretty good for a live show our yeah. last live show was filled with pauses and uncertainty it sure was <laughs> we were just waiting until we got to the point where we can inflict violence upon a melon but we don't have that melon now we just have this here computer and we have the comfort of our home and many alcoholic beverages and a little bit of mate and uh it's going very well maybe it's because i'm hyper caffeinated I think I, I think I was on all sorts of stuff during the other live show. Mm. You know, like some yeah. ayahuasca honey or something. <laughs> <laughs> some of that Nepalese red blood honey. Yeah. You know, the real ones know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. Fuck you. So uh, now we are officially on to one of our favorite segments, the oldest segment we have on Scottcast. That, right, that's right. We got an email bag. <clears throat> Today's email bag comes from Travis. And technically he didn't write it in. He just saw me. Mm -hmm. And then he told me about this. But um, he was listening again after a long while. Not mm -hmm. listening. Yeah. And he tuned in to like the latest episode. And we talked a lot about our upcoming film project, Zombies. And this is, this is the kind of question he had. What the fuck is Zombies. <laughs> did you make a movie are you making a movie are you joking about making a movie what's going on and uh for the record this is how you spell uh zombies right there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um so he wants to know all about that and all about that genesis and uh it started with episode 100 when i asked ian to come up with some film concepts and try to trick me yeah and um one of these film concepts he came up with, I was like, if if that's not a movie already, it should be a movie. And that was Zombies. So tell me the basic plot of what you brought to the table then. So, uh, <clears throat> Nefarious Chemical Company is dumping shit wherever they want. They're like, eh, we're not paying anybody to dispose of this properly like that's that's unnecessary overhead we're we're just gonna throw this in the fucking environment and let let nature sort it out yeah and uh so they are dumping all their like toxic chemicals out in like wetlands and whatnot very believable story so far yeah happens all the time it's happening right now for sure at this moment uh so yeah they they dump a uh shitty barrel of shitty chemicals and it like obviously fails and leaks everywhere and infects the uh the natural habitat the wildlife the uh the flora the flora specifically and what is that so the fauna the fauna is the animals flora okay. would be plant you learn so something every scott cast trust me infects the flora mm -hmm. the bees pollinate as they do and uh that infected pollen affects the bees in such a way that they become kind of mutated and uh, more aggressive. Ooh. So they start, uh, you know, maybe they had a, a taste for, for pollen at first, but now maybe they have a taste for brains. Now maybe they're coming for you, your family. <laughs> That's right. And hence... Yeah. Zombies was born. Yeah, but how would we how would we get rid of zombies? Do you do you just shoot one in the head and then they're dead, or something else? I mean, they're just drones. They're like, like you said, they, they just they throw bodies at problems. <laughs> <laughs> you know, remember this? That is one big pile of shit. <laughs> you can't just kill a zombie and expect it to go away. You know, you got hordes of these things. Mm -hmm. It's a hive mind, and you gotta you gotta kill the queen. Much in the way that you need to 
dispose of vampires or, you know, aliens from the uh, the classic Alien series. Yeah. James Cameron. Yes. You know, you might remember James Car- Cameron from uh, certain films such as Titanic and Avatar, but his, his main contribution to the world was giving us pussy aliens. <laughs> my, my main goal is to make the Ian laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, um, this is kind of where I come in and maybe I am taking a nod from James Cameron with this, uh, thought. No, wait, Ridley Scott brought in the pussy aliens. Never mind. James Cameron just upped the ante. He was like, what this needs is more of them. Yeah. The action sequel was James Cameron. Yeah. So when I came into the zombies project and like when we decided to start making it, we started brainstorming. The first thing we had to figure out was okay so the main goal of this movie is going to be killing the 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 queen bee mm-hmm. and uh, in my mind i imagined like a monster of a bee like when you when you see the alien movie and you see the queen alien like she's a she's a big lady right yeah she's a she's a big honking lady <laughs> So, so uh, we need to find a way to kill this lady. And uh, much like uh, the aliens, I figured the mutated bee would be a very tough, like, hardy exterior. Yeah. You can't just shoot it, right, with a right. gun. You can't spear it. You can't use a harpoon gun. You can't, you can't like, shove um, tanks of oxygen and shoot it and hope that it explodes. Mm-hmm. Because first off, if you shoot a tank of oxygen, I don't think it explodes. Because uh, it's not concentrated oxygen in those tanks. It's breathable oxygen. I don't think it's just straight up O2. If it's, if it's more than half O2, it's pretty flammable. You think? Yeah. Someone write into Scott Cast. <laughs> <laughs> What's in those damn tanks anyway? I'm pretty sure that that was like some sort of like crazy movie thing. But uh, point is... We're, that's not us. I mean, I mean you'd, you'd need a spark. You'd have to expect that, like, the the bullet colliding with the container would produce a spark. Yeah, and you would hope that, and if it has that right concentration, maybe it would explode. Yeah. The point is, we're not anywhere near water. We don't have, <laughs> we don't have any uh, scuba equipment available to throw at the queen bee. Hell, the queen bee's flying. Yeah. So, what I thought, and we're taking things from all sorts of movies, right? Have you you've seen Armageddon, right? Sure. You've seen Armageddon. In that movie, there's an asteroid coming to Earth, and they got to drill inside the asteroid and place a nuclear bomb inside the asteroid to blow it up so it splits into two and and it straight up like passes the Earth. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't really need to do any of the passing the Earth thing. But I was really inspired by drilling into the asteroid. Yeah. And uh, to do so, I figured our main character, uh, David. <laughs> David. David. Would uh, strap a bomb to his penis and dress as a drone bee, mm-hmm. as, as a male bee, rather, and fly up. And have intercourse with the queen bee. And then uh, at the right moment when the queen bee climaxes or David, (laughs) (laughs) whichever comes first, you know what I'm saying? Uh, The queen bee will take the penis and David will fall, David will fall from the sky. And uh, of course, the bomb is now inside the bee. That's another critical thing about bees is that. Oh, right. When they mate, uh, the male's penis gets severed. Mm-hmm. It's like a cork. Yeah. You know, it blocks other males from uh, inseminating the queen. Right. And um, it keeps that junk in. <laughs> so it's it, this is a, everything is rooted in biology and zombies, by the way. Um, so. And. This is where I wanted this film not only to be a great film, but I wanted it to make filmmaking history. And my goal for Zombies is to be the first Oscar-winning film to show full taint. 
I love myself sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to have David up there. David is a co-host, by the way. Uh, you don't need to know him. But uh, <laughs> but uh, he's he's up in the air. He's, he's in the process. And we want to show, of course, the bomb going inside the queen bee. Right. And in order to really show it, you know, can't go over. Can't, you got to go under, you know, leg spread kind of situation. And then like while he's <laughs> while he's going at it, I want it to be like like as much as this is on the screen right now, like 90 percent taint right there. See, I want that to be as much taint that we show. And I want on like the Oscar stage when they're giving us they're doing that little film like the little cut up of the film yeah uh showing off like what it is while everyone's in gowns and stuff yeah i want one of those clips to be david's taint (laughs) (laughs) just just emblazoned upon the thing and it's not like the oscars are classy anymore right right they just assault people yeah they're just embarrassing at this point so (laughs) like at least when we do this we're having a message yeah you know it's a it's really like a, a pro woman message. It is, you know. Instead of exploiting uh, the female body, and instead of exploiting like uh, you know using that as like uh, something to to draw people in, like oh we got boobies or yeah. something like that. The closest thing you're gonna get to seeing a female naked is is this enormous vagina on the queen bee, just wretched thing, probably with teeth. I don't know. We're we're debating teeth or not, and um, we're gonna be showing full male nudity and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's and it's it's about it's about the patriarchy. It's about environmentalism, um, and it's about getting that Oscar gold. <laughs> So, uh, to answer your question, Travis, um, let's see. Is it a real movie? Did you make it already? No. We're still writing it. Um, but we are producing a short that I'm hoping to have released by, like, July. This summer, yeah. Yeah, this summer. We're, we're, we're hardcore producing it. We're, I've got effects uh, equipment on the way. We've got a, we've got a screenplay. We've got... Storyboards. Uh, we've got storyboards by the way, which you will be able to buy the graphic novel version of at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> and um, we are in full production on this two to five minute short. And the idea behind this is we're going to show you guys once and for all that uh, zombies is a real thing. And it is going to be produced and it's going to look something like that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so that when Travis or something like that uh, asks asks me a question like, "Is it real? Uh, what's going on? Uh, what what are you doing? Uh, what, what are you doing? Uh, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, why don't you tell me what you're doing? I'll just be like, just watch that and expect it in like twenty years. You know, I uh, I rewatched Velocipaster yesterday. Mm-hmm. Rewatched? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, tell me about Velocipaster. Uh, it's uh, it's what it sounds like. It's like a a priest who, um, his parents are murdered, and he like kind of has like an existential crisis. And the, the head priest at the the church is like, "Oh man, you gotta you know take some time, go travel the world, like find yourself, figure it out." Right. And so he goes to China, and there's like uh. He just happens upon like uh, a woman who's like been shot with an arrow and she's like got this fucking velociraptor claw and she's just like talking in Chinese and he doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. He's like, oh, you want me to take it? And he takes it and it like cuts him and it like infects him with the uh, the dragon warrior <laughs> uh, curse or... Uh, I don't know whatever you whatever else you would call it. Um. So he he he's like a were were raptor, were velociraptor. Does he like only come out at, like at certain times, or is he permanently? Uh, it seems to be attached to uh, emotion. So if he like oh. become it's like Hulk Hulk mad. 
Okay. He becomes okay. a velociraptor and he'll tear your tear your guts out. Um but rewatching it, it was like it was fun. It was a it was a fun watch. It was not a good film. Do you think we're going to suffer the same fate? Because I'm trying think, to get some Oscar I think nods. we are going to do better. Yeah. Because there were some decapitations, but it was like, like literally a mannequin head. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, we So got... the fact that we're like actually doing some sculpting and like, mm-hmm. we're going to be a little ahead of this. Yeah. There's not, nothing that's going to be cookie cutter it, it can, about this. It can still look cheesy and like be fun. Mm-hmm. But like it's gonna be, our effects are going to be better than Velocipaster, and Velocipaster is a fun film. You know, you should watch it. It's fun. Like I'm imagining that our um, production is going to be somewhere between uh, Velocipaster and Jurassic Park. I got him see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, if you like Jurassic Park. And you like Velocipaster, 100%. You're going to like zombies. 100%. 100%. I guarantee it. <laughs> Spared no expense. That's right. Yeah. Well, we're going to be sparing expenses, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been uh, a little bit of email bag. Ain't that? Oh, I just hit myself. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Oh, okay. So now it's been, we're like 40 minutes in to this production and we are just now going to get into a little bit of, uh, this is the kind of thing that we might get. Gotta find the sound clip. There it is. Big news. Big news. Everyone's moshing at home. I can fucking spill it. News. That's right. All right. So what is our B news? I forgot. Uh, okay. So this it's, is old news. It's, it's Cold War. It's Cold War news. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, a lot of these files. They Sometimes get, they, you don't know about this stuff until later. You know. Yeah. Like uh, they get declassified, right? Yeah. And because you know, when it's Cold War shit, you don't want to. You don't want to, you know, expose it right away because it's intelligence, right? It's a military operation. Right. But when it's Cold War shit that is also B-shit, 60 years later, we talk about it. So. It is very much (laughs) B-shit. It is very much (laughs) B-shit. So uh, there was a point in time. Imagine the Cuban Missile Crisis, but worse. uh, When over Laos and uh, I think Cambodia... um, there was a rain of like this this glowing yellow weird chemical fluid that just like covered these cities mm-hmm. and uh it was the cold war and tensions were high and chemical weapons were being developed everywhere and governments around the world were certain certain that this was an attack a yeah. chemical warfare attack on people and you know, they almost went up guns and blazing. But then there was like an entomologist, right? Mm-hmm. Who who comes in. He t- gets a little bit of it. He's like, <laughs> this is bee shit. Yeah. Turns out. It was. It was bee shit. <laughs> Giant hordes of bees fly over places trying to find a new nest. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe a new queen is trying to find a place to be. And... Uh, literally, and when they do that, you know, you never imagine a bee shitting, but they do, and it looks looks a bit honeyish. Everyone poops. Everybody poops. Even in the Cold War. Yeah. Even bees. Even bees. Even bees. So, that's the bee news. <laughs> <laughs> that's the extent of it. Have you ever seen a bee shit? No, but we covered we covered another story about pee poop before. We have, we have, isn't it? Um, like something you can agriculturally cultivate and uh, create, like perfumes with or something. 
Maybe. I don't know. Some bee shit perfume. It's like mysterious white powder. Whoa, what is it? Whoa. We're afraid. And it's like, oh, it's just bees pooping. Right? Do you think, because there are these Nepalese bees that yeah. uh, get their pollen from uh, psychoactive flowers. Right. Do you think their bee shit is also psychoactive? It's possible, yeah. Seems possible. You know, I would do a line of uh, psychoactive bee shit. <laughs> you know, because I'm a man of experience. Yeah. Um, do you think we're banned from Twitch yet? I mean, I can't tell from our setup. We're still recording stuff. Are we still streaming? I don't know. We might be banned from Twitch. Maybe. But uh, point is, um, we're we're free to talk, and we're talking about bee shit. Yeah kind of lost the thread of where we we're going i guess i expected that b news to really hit hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know? i mean it was it's pretty cut and dry it's like a cl- uh, a clear you know story progression but like it could have been so much more if we didn't realize that it was b shit like that could have been fucking nuclear holocaust imagine that 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 could have been our extinction event <laughs> it could have been it could have been the asteroid it could have been anything like that uh instead of the extinction event happening in like 30 40 years it could have happened 40 years ago right you know if it wasn't for that one entomologist that walked into this place i feel like our extinction event is probably going to be connected to bees you think at least in some way they're part of the chain I mean, reaction. We're already like a harbinger. Our uh, our food supply dependent on bees. Like the fact that they've declined so much, that's a problem, right? Like we're gonna be eating tubers for like twenty years and then we're gonna <laughs> die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the world's gonna become a potato farm. Yeah, and uh, that's that's just where we're gonna go. So, guys, if you guys see bee shit, relax. Don't hit the nuke button. It's okay. It might be tasty. It might be drugs. <laughs> and and that's been that's been B news. B news. Oh fuck. B news. B news. B news. And now, oh, we're still buzzing. B news. Oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> And now we're on to an even more exciting topic. Uh, and of course, we're continuing our bee theme, so you might be confused. But check it out. We've got ourselves. Space News. Yes. Yes. Ian, I want you to give me a guesstimate. Mm-hmm. How many humans do you think have been in outer space? Like maybe a hundred? Five hundred and seventy. Oh fuck. Okay. It's all right. Yeah. How many bees do you think have been in our space? A couple thousand. Three thousand five hundred. Yeah. There's been uh, about seven times more bees than uh humans in space. Basically bees are more spacefaring than we are. Of yeah. course they don't go alone. But uh they've been they've been sending bees up into the space for years and apparently what they're doing with the bees is they take them they they put them in a space shuttle which to me sounds like a terrible idea can you imagine being on a space shuttle with a thousand bees (laughs) (laughs) Eh. like you're you're over here uh hoping that like your next frozen meal you know is okay and like all your space suits and shit stay nice and clean and then you got a thousand bees shitting everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, piercing things with their little stingers and all that. But, you know, apparently it was okay. And what they do is they test bees. They're like, can bees function in zero gravity? Mm-hmm. Do you think they can or do you think they can't? I bet they can. They do. They function beautifully in zero gravity. Yeah. They're almost better in zero gravity than they are with gravity. I think it's because they have all that extra energy. They don't have to fly anymore. Mm-hmm. They just float. 
and uh, they use that extra energy for good. They build their little octagonal, um, or is it hexagonal? Who knows? They build their honeycombs just fine. They fly around just fine. They've got four wings that they that they don't need anymore, and they build beautiful, wonderful hives. And they're saying, in the future, when we're a spacefaring civilization, mm-hmm. uh, amongst the first things we're going to bring to another planet are bees. Makes sense. You know? If we need bees, we're going to need bees elsewhere, too. That's right. So it's important that we can have spacefaring bees. And thanks to that brave beautiful souls those 3500 bees that have took that giant leap from bee kind we we have that and of course in a space mission like that um it's not always a happy ending and there there have been a lot of bees who have died Mm -hmm. and that's there's something about that that just makes me think that These bees, these beasts that work tirelessly for their own survival, but do so in a way that promotes and builds upon the environment and allows other animals to thrive, including bears and other species of ape. They work every day. They work in Cambodia. They work in the United States. They work in spacecrafts. And they take that giant leap. And in the void of space and the blackness, that oblivion, they pass away, ensuring civilization beats on. And it makes me sad. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's life. That's uh, yeah. We definitely need bees. We need bees. Are you ready, Ian? We've got a new segment. A new segment? A brand new. Se- well, it was new last episode. <laughs> it's new to us. And oh, everything's okay. new to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm ready enough. But here we go. We're talking now all about the Scottcast Citizen of the Week. All right, that's enough of that. But uh, during the Scottcast Citizen of the Week segment, we like to honor a, a, a person in the news. Or, or or in the science or in like whatever with a little mention and something laudatory. We're not trying to talk shit. We, we often talk shit, sometimes literally, you know, but... Um, that is one big pile of shit. But for the Scott Cast Citizen of the Week, we're only talking praise. Yeah. And uh, this particular week, I'm very excited. Uh, Ian found somebody who... Uh, comes from a lineage that is hard hard to like live up to like yeah. she's got a huge shadow looming over her mm-hmm. a huge dick-shaped shadow <laughs> <laughs> who is who is this person ian emma freud that's right sigmund freud something 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 great granddaughter great granddaughter she herself is a successful british uh columnist uh news news person she does the writing and uh she was you know doing some exploration into uh bee culture like Mm -hmm. she was interested in she has apparently some like bee colonies in her yard that she wasn't sure how to take care of but she was interested in like environmentalism and like sustainable agriculture Mm -hmm. she must have heard this podcast in the past (laughs) it could be (laughs) Uh, so she was doing some like, uh, you know, uh, some research in uh, her 
I'm not good with words right now. I have uh, some booze. That's all right. She was doing some research into bee research, culture. Uh, journalistic research and uh, into like beekeeping and, and that sort of, uh, you know. Uh, Shit. Yes. And apparently she fell in love and she's like all about bees now. I love that. I will give that Scott Cast Citizen of the Week uh, uh, award to anybody who falls in love with bees and then and then proliferates that love. Yeah, they deserve that distinction. Um, what 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 do you what would you say the flavor of this love is? Um, it's it it feels more Jungian than Freudian. Oh, really? Which is uh, I don't know. That's like a problem in the family. You know, like that's that's how families go, right? They yeah. rebel against the. Yeah, it makes sense. They got to find their own niche. But she's like very about like. It's not like bees. It's like uh, a single entity, right? The, the hive mind is like it's one thing. It's the bees, not those bees. And that's that's a very Jungian idea, I think. Like the collective unconscious, and uh, mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to like just wanting to fuck your mom or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the technically they do. The sexual angle is not completely uh, amiss. She's still her <laughs> great grandpa's great granddaughter. So uh, there's an, a, a quote in the article, and it's not attributed to any particular person. There's a couple like individuals that are uh, kind of spoken to throughout. Um, but it seems like it's kind of a, a collective moment at the end. And uh, here's what they say. Imagine us just sharing this delicious, delicious honey, which is literally the sun having sex with the flowers. See, I hear that and I just want to, yes, 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 you know, yes. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I mean, first off, <laughs> first off, I don't know. I don't. I really don't understand the leap <laughs> of like sun uh, having sex with flowers to create honey. The bees are the phallus, I guess. The bees are the dick. Sometimes a bee is just a bee. Sometimes a bee is just a bee, but in this case, the bee is the dick. You know, it's like a, a communal dick. It's yeah. like the Earth stick, really. It really is. Yeah. So let's let's say uh, you're a man in the audience, and um, you're living your life, and all of a sudden, like your dick gets sixty percent smaller. <laughs> you know that's what's happened over the past few decades. Is the Earth dick has gotten smaller, and it could become a microphallus anytime. <laughs> Do you want the earth to be not nothing against people with a microphallus, but do you do you want the earth itself to be microphallused? Do you do you do you? And then Mother Nature, right? That's that's where it goes. Yeah. You know, do you want Mother Nature to be unsatisfied? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. You're you're you're. You're a caring human being, and you want Mother Nature to be satisfied. You want Mother Nature, to, you know, right afterwards. She's not going to do that if 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 he, if the Earth has a microphallus. The Earth has a microphallus, and then no phallus. There's going to be no reproduction of of of, of the environment. There's going to be no proliferation of all the things that matter in the world. We couldn't have our honey love. We couldn't have that beer. We couldn't have any beer. What would Stone Cold Steve Austin say? Stone Cold Steve Austin. We say his name three times, he's going to show up. I think Stone Cold Steve Austin would be pissed. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh shit. There he is. Oh, oh fuck. fuck. Oh, no. Oh, oh, God damn it. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, God damn it. I'm a T. Other things for better living is DuPont neoprene rubber, used for many products and in a wide variety of ways. Recently, we heard of another interesting use of neoprene. A California couple developed a new household tool for polishing silverware. 
They used a block of DuPont neoprene because it is resistant to the oils and chemicals in silver polish and because it contains no sulfur which discolors silverware. In the block of DuPont neoprene, there are places for knives, forks, and spoons in which the silver polish is put and the utensils rubbed back and forth. This unique use of DuPont neoprene is another example of how many new businesses have started with the help of the DuPont company's Better Things for Better Living through chemistry. People smoke camels than any other cigarette. How mild, how mild, how mild, how mild can a cigarette be? Make the camel 30-day test and you'll see. You are listening to the Cavalcade of America, sponsored by the DuPont Company, makers of better things for better living through chemistry. Among DuPont's better things for better living is DuPont neoprene rubber, used for many products and in a wide variety of ways. Recently, we heard of another interesting use of neoprene. A California couple developed a new household tool for polishing silverware. They used a block of DuPont neoprene because it is resistant to the oils and chemicals in silver polish and because it contains no sulfur which discolors silverware. In the block of DuPont neoprene, there are places for knives, forks, and spoons in which the silver polish is put and the utensils rubbed back and forth. This unique use of DuPont neoprene is another example of how many new businesses have started with the help of the DuPont company's Better Things for Better Living through chemistry. Thank you, George Fenneman. I've been pleased to see how many of you king-size smokers have been changing to Chesterfield. It's just as I've been telling you, king-size Chesterfields contain tobaccos of better quality than any other king-size cigarette. Either way you like them, regular or king-size, Chesterfields have a better taste and they're really milder. One of the newest of the DuPont Company's better things for better living through chemistry is teal rubberized fabric for convertible auto tops. This improved top fabric is uh, it's made like a sandwich. In the middle is a layer of DuPont neoprene rubber. And on either side are specially woven fabrics dyed to give maximum resistance to fading. Teal rubberized fabric is constructed to retain its original shape and resist shrinkage through long use. Before this new fabric was placed on the market, it was field tested for two years by DuPont in cooperation with the automotive industry. Ask your local car dealer or auto top man about this new fabric for convertible auto tops. Teal rubberized fabric is another of the DuPont Company's better things for better living. Well, I love my own show. <laughs> Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Winston gives you real flavorful, rich tobacco flavor. Winston is drawing to the flavor comes right through to you. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. A modern builder, sure, but that's only the beginning of a Winston. Up front, up where it really counts, All right, Winston packs see. exclusive filter blend. So I gotta do Light, this. flavorful tobaccos, specially selected and specially processed for filter smoking. Filter blend. Oh, all right. I just got our, our, we just got our ass handed to us. Because, I don't know, someone called fucking, what was he even mad about? I don't know. Like, we're just trying to promote bees and shit. Yeah. Is he against bees? Apparently, he doesn't like bees. I don't know. Don't say his name again, man. His problem is, man. Oh, he's like Beetlejuice in that way. Oh, he fucked up our camera, too. Oh, my taint. Jesus, Lord, on my... We'll focus, right? We'll focus. I got stunned right in the taint. You got stunned in the taint? <laughs> oh, no. We can't have that. <laughs> oh, boy. Jesus Christ! So I guess we're we're, we're towards the end of this here episode, yeah. and and before I'm really fuzzy there. It is a little fuzzy, isn't it? I guess there we go. There it is. Uh, so uh, before before we end this show properly, I want to give a shout out to uh, the Twitch streamer I love the most. 
Uh, just real quick, it's no, no, no fucking around, but we're talking a little bit about uh, Spicy Boy Charles. Uh, he he's the greatest Twitch streamer on this platform. Uh, go to twitch.tv forward slash Spicy Boy Charles and uh, get your get your follow on because he puts on a production that makes this production look like a piece of shit. Piece of shit smeared on a beehive. That's right. He looks. It makes this look like something a stupid ass bee would use. It protects to us up. from murder hornets, but yeah. also we might be dumb fucks. We're we're definitely <laughs> dumb fucks compared to Spicy Boy Charles. So please uh, give him a follow. Uh, he's the reason we're on the Twitch platform. He's been begging us for years, and uh, so give him a give him a go. You know, and when you get there, I want you to call me Master. That's right. See how long he likes that. <laughs> um, so, to end this beautiful first episode uh, on uh, Twitch.tv, I want to ask Ian what we ask uh, every day, every time at least, when we're uh, fucking around on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did we learn today? I don't have a thing for that. I think we learned that like bees are a critical part of our ecosystem that's right that uh i think we take for granted the diversity and importance of all the aspects of our ecosystem yes and we should uh better protect our planet Mm -hmm. and uh with with the interest of of that as like a long-term goal um, maybe you want to fund a project that would provide information to the general public public about, uh, you know, the importance of ecological justice, and maybe you want to uh, fund zombies. That's right. We don't have a way to, for you to do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> the best way you could fund you is can, to follow us. You can us. email bag us. I don't know. Yeah, email bag us. Be like, hey, I want to give you some money for zombies. Uh, uh, go to thescottcast.com. Follow us. Follow us on Twitch. We'll do this again. Yeah. I'm for excited. Sure. I like this format actually. Uh so follow us here on Twitch TV. Follow us on thescottcast.com. Get that thing going. And I think personally, what I learned what what I learned today is that if we don't save this ecosystem, if we don't save the world by saving the bees, it'll be almost like we're in this cold, cold ocean that constantly draws us in like like a sinking ship. And by the time by the time the lifeboats come, we're gonna be frozen to a door. <laughs> unable to fucking move. And if if we don't act fast and save the bees, the person that we were like Never let go, never let go. They're just going to be like, yeet. And we're going to sink down into the depths of the annals of history. World history. Animal life in history. And we're just going to be these weird naked apes that could have never cut it anyways. Yeah. Well, too bad. You don't have a horse cock. (laughs) All right. How about you lead us out there, good sir? All right, thanks everybody. Hear from us at the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. We bid the adieu. See you later, Scottcastigators. All hail Scottcast! Glory be to Scottcast! Nailed it. Hey, uh, love Scottcast. I'm proud of us.